2: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Coexisting After Dark. It is your guy, Rob Wilkins, along with Maggie and our guest today, none other than Cheeseburger. We are very excited to it's have a Cheeseburger. But as I start every show, Maggie, how are you?
3: I'm great. It's currently Thursday, so may the force be with you. Uh, sure. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, happy uh, you know jedi nonsense day tomorrow is gonna be a better day because it's may may the fifth be with you may the sixth, you know no. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's gonna be a better holiday for you uh you know jedi nerds out there so see me <laughs> hi we're so happy to have you on the show uh you just got home well not just Probably had, you know, a couple of hours sleep after uh, <laughs> AEW and ROH recordings from last night. Uh, again, zero spoilers, please. How was the general feeling backstage? How did it go? Emotions. Talk, let's talk about emotions.
4: Uh, it's always a really good vibe there. Like, um, anytime I'm around the AEW, like, ROH crew, like, just throughout the years of wrestling, like, I've crossed paths with so many of those guys, whether it was in like the ring of our locker room or just in general and just in passing. Uh, so it's always like, it's always cool to see everybody. Um, I really like the the vibe uh, that the entire crew has. And it's very, it can be very like hectic, but um, you know, everyone's like, there's always people like willing to stop and like, chat for a bit and seeing people that I haven't seen in like years and years, whether it's like be as extras or people who are under contract on the roster. Like it's, it's always cool. So uh, I really like, um, I really like, being there like just in that environment uh, i just like being around wrestling in general but there was so many cool people that make that such a great crew
3: did you bump into Louis washington
4: <laughs> i did not bump into will uh i saw him at catering but he was busy i wanted to go give him uh congratulations but uh yeah i didn't get, get a chance to chat with will i i've never uh me and will have never chatted before but i i know of his work and so i thought it was really cool when i saw the the graphic pop up so yeah, many congrats to to Will. Hopefully I'll get the give him a proper congratulations soon.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sure you will. It it Rob, it was really really cool for like a like to see a colleague like mm-hmm. in this in this realm go up that mm-hmm. to that. It was really cool to see. Um yeah. you know, one of the first questions I wanted to ask you was mm-hmm. I, I always do a lot of research before like we get a guest. And something that I was just fascinated with is I grew up being a huge fan of WCW. So seeing that you had a history with Jushin Thunder. Mm-hmm. How awesome is it that you've been in a you've been in a ring with him not only in to, in the Tokyo Dome but also Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Um that I mean just like from a from a fan perspective that is just absolutely mind-blowing. Right. Um what what looking back on it now like what was that experience like for you? Like just working uh, with him and.
4: Uh, Liger, he was, he was awesome. He was uh, such a, a fantastic mentor to me on uh, times we got to spend together. Um, he was always my favorite wrestler uh, growing up. Uh, so once once I discovered like Japanese wrestling, like he immediately like drew my attention. Uh, the first match from Japan I actually saw was Liger versus Muda, like that legendary match. Um, and i immediately was like who is this guy and like why is he like so cool like him and muda like both of them uh instantly uh were two of my favorite wrestlers um so i followed liger's career for like a long time and just when he started coming over the ring of honor uh with the uh deal we have in new japan getting to know him and getting to you know become friends and be him like a have a student mentor relationship with him was really really cool and he would give me advice after matches uh, he taught me in my finisher the Shote palm strike uh and just in general is an awesome dude to be around like he is someone I think that a lot of wrestlers should aspire to be in terms of being a, a veteran willing to help the young people and willing to help them grow and just being uh such a legend but still so humble and still so giving to the to the wrestling industry so yeah and just getting this to ring with him whether it was a uh, tagging or just being in the Tokyo Dome battle royale with him or like the massive square garden uh battle royale with him like it was it was it was fantastic like he had uh an incredible amount of good things to say about liger as a as a person and as a wrestler
2: and muda was in that match at madison square garden as well Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) i mean that's crazy too that's crazy cool too and uh, full circle yeah that was just awesome so cool maggie
3: uh Rob is always the professional one from our team I always come unprepared like this <laughs> because I'm an amateur but uh, yeah so we don't normally uh, have on the show like people who are actually in-ring competitors and this because it's always been fascinating to me. Do you remember the first ever bump that you took in the ring?
4: Uh. Not the not in particular. I, I remember like kind of like the day just in general, but not necessarily like the first bump. But uh I remember like the Did it, it suck? Like, <laughs> yeah, the first one sucks. It always sucks. I mean even like now sometimes they still they still suck. Uh but you just kind of like get used to it over time. Uh sometimes you like it you kind of forget how much they how much bumps suck sometimes because we do it so much, but then like you'll just get like a random like bad one, but like, oh yeah, that's this this still sucks like um I just wouldn't think about it and then like in mexico i took like a move where like their rings Their rings are super stiff and like i was like oh yeah this sucks This like this ring it's really terrible
3: yeah i know like i've seen this on bt because they always set like they they had the camera uh underneath the ring and showed that there were like a lot of uh how do you call it like metal like stuff that yeah uh, yeah yeah that so- it's, 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 it's really weird because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that like, Mexican rings are known for being notoriously hard. Uh, th- why <laughs> is that? Like, what, uh, why? Like, why would I, I...
4: <laughs> From my understanding, I don't know if this is the, like, actual historical reason, but this is, like, the wrestling nerd in me coming out. Um, from my understanding, like, a lot of the roots of lucha come from, like, using, like, boxing rings, like, back in the, like, Back in like back in the day, um, like 20 foot like boxing rings are like bigger. Um, and they evolved the lucha style to like not bump as much. So like when we do like training and just like if you watch Lucha, like you'll see, especially like the older guys, like they don't really like flat back bump. They kind of get around it by doing kind of a combination of a roll and like a mini bump. Um, so it's a, a little bit easier on the body. So if you watch Lucha, like a lot of the older guys are able to wrestle for like until they're like 50, 60 and a lot of them like aren't like broken down like as you see like in like america like they're like still just like wrestling actively like weekly um like to like 60 years old that's just i think uh, a lot of that comes from being able to save their body by not taking as many like back bumps because the rings were like so stiff and for some reason they a lot of the rings still are stiff today to this day um but there's some there's some rings down there that are like normal like the at Bandito's gym the ring we trained on was just like a normal ring with like a regular bump but some of the shows I would do like down there, the like, rings are like super, super uh uh tough to like bump on. So yeah, you just kind of like evolved that they kind of evolved that style to kind of like work around that. Um and yeah, it's like it's it's kind of weird if you look at the the difference between like like long time like American like veterans of wrestling and just like kind of like their bodies, like kind of the injuries they've gone through versus like lucha veterans that are still like wrestling like weekly and like have no like issues doing it
3: you mentioned uh, you mentioned mexico okay so you were in mexico for about a month uh or like, yeah
4: yeah for four months
3: yeah for about a month uh i'm absolutely in love with mexican food uh but like i'm absolutely sure that it has like real Mexican food has nothing to do with Mexican food you have in Bulgaria. I'm so sure, <laughs> I'm incredibly sure, but like uh, in a good way. I'm sure yeah. that yeah, it'll be in a good way. Uh, yeah. Like, because I will be asking you a lot of, you know, different cuisine questions Okay. because you've been Fair all enough. around the world. Yeah, mm. so uh, tell me about Mexican food. Like, do you, I would inhale it because oh, okay. like, I would love yeah. it so much
4: it was it was wonderful uh i ate so many tacos down there and like each taco place i went to i was like oh this is like the best taco i've ever eaten and then like i go to another place i'm like this was the best one i've ever eaten um uh, i'm a big fan of uh al pastor like the uh like the pork tacos and They come with like a little some of pineapple sometimes uh onions and cilantro um the the best one the best tacos i think i had down there were uh me and a group of friends went to arena mexico uh to, uh, CMLL like uh, Rocky Romero like invited us to come down and he said hey you guys want to get tacos and he took us to this taco place and it was absolutely uh, incredible. Um, I had like a michelada which is like a like a, a popular like beer cocktail down there as well. It's really really good. Um, tortas were a big thing that I like down there. Uh, just like huge like torta sandwiches so, like right but down the street from Banditos Gym there was like a torta stand that was open all night. So like after training we can go by and like you know you get this giant torta for like like 55 pesos which is like two or three dollars american um like so it's like this giant sandwich with like wherever like this different kind of meats and like cheeses and like toppings and all that so tacos and tortos i ate a lot of um just just in general like mexican food's like and oh so so incredible
3: wait like so bandito gym is right next to a big ass taco place <laughs> isn't there's that like, torture
4: there's like <laughs> Down the street, there, it's like down the street in like the town that it's in. So it's like a little outside Mexico City, but like down the street, there's like a bunch of different like stands. So there's like uh, taco stands. There's like a hamburger, hamburger stand. There's like tortas. Um, I think there's like around the corner, there's like a, like a dessert like stand or something like that. And there's like, they had like just a bunch of different like options that were open like super late. So after training, if you like you wanted to go down and they'd get something like cheap to eat, you can just walk down the street and find like really good food
3: so if i eventually someday visit mexico which i really want to i will have to spend like a whole week trying different you know burritos and tacos Mm -hmm. and everything and then because like i know i quit drinking like a year and a half ago almost to the day but like Mm -hmm. i really i i used to adore tequila like this was my favorite thing to you know to drink so i'm gonna have to drink you know, real yeah, tequila definitely. at some right. point. So, that's... Imagine that going to Mexico, like being a bartender, tender, going to Mexico. No, I'm... I, no, I, thank right. you. I'm not... Like, no tequila for me. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Rob.
2: Um, I, I'm hungry now, so... Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, you did training at the uh, Ring of Honor Dojo. Um, mm-hmm. What what were like some of your early like experiences like working uh working out there, like being there. Like was um you worked with uh Delirious uh a lot. And uh he's somebody that I've been able to watch um a lot of. He's he's done some independent wrestling up here. I live in Minnesota and I've seen him do some stuff Mm -hmm. here and um what, what working with him and also just being in the Ring of Honor dojo, what was that experience like for you?
4: Oh, it was like incredible, but it's, uh, obviously, you guys can't imagine, like the training was insanely tough. Uh, the I so I started training at the Ring of Honor school when I was 17, I was still in uh, in high school at the time, so I was uh incredibly like young, I was like by far the like, youngest person in the class at the time. Um, and yeah, decided that, um that summer uh 2010 i was like i made the decision to sign up uh at that time like uh you had to if you were 17 you had to have like a parent signature so i had to like you know ask my parents to like sign me up and everything and they said yeah uh, thankfully uh so i, I joined uh, october 25th 2010 and yeah it was it was really really tough i wanted to quit like after my first day like the first day was just uh we did like um some warm-ups and then everyone else got into the ring and the new students stay on the outside and just do like workouts so it was just like Different, like, you know, squats, push-ups, like, uh, crunches, like, uh, and a bunch of other stuff on top of that. And just, I remember, like, it being the most physically exhausting thing I had ever done in my entire life. And I, like, I barely made it through the first day. I was, like, laying on, like, the couch. It's like, I feel like I'm, like, dying. I had to, like, go outside and get some air and everything. <laughs> and I remember getting in the car and telling my mom, like, like yeah, I don't think I'm going to come back the second day. She's like, oh, just give it, like, another day. Like, you know, like, let's just give it one more, try- one more chance. I was like, oh okay. So I came back the second day. And the second day was still just as hard, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna like keep coming back and just keep giving it a uh, keep giving it a try. And um the I was in, incredibly glad that the Ring of Honor School was the school I chose. Uh Delirious and Daisy Hayes were my two original trainers and two big mentors for me. And they create such a uh, a tough environment, but a wonderful, like uh, positive environment to where like it was very the crew there was very, like, uh, positive and, like, pushing forward. And, like, they're like, hey, like, just keep going. Like, keep pushing through. Like, you know, don't give up. Like, things like that. Um, and they were just an incredible – they were two incredible trainers that helped really set the foundation for, like, the rest of my career and really helped get me on the right track to, like, making this a career. And, uh, something uh, – I've told this story before, but, like, a lot of people, I think, don't know this. But, like, when I first started training, I originally signed up to be, like, a manager because, like, I was, like – hey, I'm too small to be, like, a wrestler, but I want to be in wrestling, so uh, I'm going to sign up uh, as a manager, but what I didn't know was, like, the manager still had to do the, all the same training as the wrestlers, because, you know, just being, really? being, being a manager, yeah, being a manager, like, you still have to, like, learn all the fundamentals and everything, so all the stuff, like, like, I had to do, like, the, in the entire curriculum, like, as if I was a wrestler, and um. am as we kind of started learning the in-ring stuff, I was like, oh, like, I'm really, like, enjoying this. And I remember it was technical wrestling that I really fell in love with. I was getting really good at. And I was like, oh, this is, like, really fun. Like, I'm, like, doing, feeling really good about this. So I asked the trainers, like, hey, uh, I think i want to continue my training as a wrestler. I'm really having fun doing this. And they were like, yeah, like, you're doing great. Like, we think that would be a good idea for you. So, yeah, it was uh, it's like, yeah, I'm too small to be a wrestler. now now here, here I am, like. Thirteen years later, still doing. This. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. The uh, I just wanted to follow up. Like the first time, like I got to see you in person wrestle was <laughs> was in Minnesota, uh, Ring of Honor. You were in a battle royal. Um, Mark Briscoe won. Uh, it mm-hmm. was 2014, 2013, 2014 ish. Okay. Um, okay, I think I remember that. So yeah, it was just it was cool. But yeah, you were like you just brought it up, and I'm like, he's the smallest person in the ring. So mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was like that you brought it up. It's cool. that how you said you were, how you said you were like small originally and like you wanted to maybe just be a manager. And I like how you, you said that. And now I go back and I think, and there were some huge names in that battle Royal. I, I just pulled it up. I mean, Mark Briscoe, Bobby fish, she, uh, Davy Richards, delirious was in there. Uh, just huge names. And so like just seeing that and knowing I was at that show, it's like, Oh, that's really cool. So, what
4: what was the? Do you know what the main event was, of that show was?
2: I, I can pull it up. I, uh Yeah, was, I'm, trying
4: to, I'm trying to like remember that show. Was that it, in the Hop? Was that Hopkins?
2: Yep, Hopkins. Okay. It was. um Looks like Adam Cole versus Mark Briscoe. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, world title match.
4: Oh, so Mark won the Bower out, and then wrestled Cole for the title. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Okay. 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 That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of coming back to me. We did. We we used to go to Minnesota like at least like two, sometimes three times a year. Right? Yeah. So, I went to a lot.
2: Yeah. I went to a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of the shows. I think I only missed one or two. So.
4: But, yeah. Those are those are fun times. Those crowds were always really really cool. Um. I really like the, uh, I really like going to Minnesota because nearby the building was like one of my favorite pizza places, like a uh, Pizza Luce. We're, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah yeah we uh, go down there and always get like a pizza from there and that's the place yeah. they, really
2: good. They, they have a lot of my money so yeah They're,
4: yeah uh, <laughs> same, same here same <laughs> here uh minnesota uh though as a trip uh, especially like back then when i was like younger and i was like on the ring crew and we had to like drive to show that drives one of the worst drives we would do every year uh nice. i think it was like from us it would take us like Oh god! Like at least like twenty hours, like get there, uh, if not more. Sometimes like driving in the truck or driving in the van is terrible, but I do miss those road trips sometimes. Yeah,
2: nice.
3: Yeah. So, uh, okay. So there's something I can relate here. You mentioned being small. Uh, I'm 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 really tiny i'm really five feet tall and to this to this day yeah to this day people do not take me seriously because of my height and it pisses me off uh-huh. this is actually one of the reasons why i started to work out just because i wanted to slap them in their stupid faces no. but like ever since I was, ever since i was little i uh i just dreamt that i would have uh telekinesis because i wanted to <laughs> Drop a mountain on their heads because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't physically able to beat sure. them up. Do you did you ever wanted to have you know did you ever dreamt of having a superpower of
4: your own? Uh, definitely. As a, definitely, I was growing up as a kid. I'm trying to think what superpower I, if I wanted one way I would what have? That probably teleportation was the main one. Yeah. Yeah, especially when I started getting in like road trips like teleportation. Uh oh yeah, okay. Was, for sure. Like the best it's like you finish a show, you finish a match, just get back, get changed. It's like all right, see you guys, and just had to teleport back home. Uh that would yeah, definitely in terms of the most useful one that I would need for like wrestling, teleportation would be be hundred percent.
3: Yeah, I get it. I I, I could have used a bit of teleportation, uh, because like my trip to London in August cost. El- like 800 bucks this is as much yeah. oh. as i make for a month here i oh, just spent an entire month's pay on a plane ticket to london so yeah. i i appreciate the teleportation part yeah. here jesus this is like this sucks so much um uh, speaking about london you had a big europe uh, you know uh, thing when we mm-hmm. first started uh, talking, uh, you and I, you were in Italy. Yes. So talking about Italy,
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> let's talk about pizza. I said okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I was gonna ask you uh, like a bunch of questions. Yeah. Because uh, do you like Italian style pizza? Because like we in Bulgaria, as a you know, as a nation that is like we're we're an hour uh, an hour flight away from Italy. oh okay yeah yeah uh, so. Uh, the majority of uh, of our pizzas are Italian style pizzas, but uh, there's people like my dad that like he wants like this thick of a you know of of, of a ah,
4: the crust. Yeah, yeah, the
3: crust and like a half of, of 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 you know of it in you know toppings, and I'm like, that's not bread, Dad. No like it's, I I think that he's gonna fall in love with you know Chicago style pizza mm. but I I don't think I'll I still want to try it but mm. I don't think it's gonna be my thing because we're so again we're so close to Italy yeah, yeah. that Italian style pizza is so, so how do you find it like is it is it your thing and what are the toppings that are a big no and a big yes to you
4: uh oh we and yeah, the first the first meal I had in Italy was uh with some Italian pizza um uh, one of my students was actually in Rome at the time when I got there, so he was like, "Hey, you want to like, you know, come out like check out this pizzeria?" So he, uh, he he showed me this pizzeria, and it was it was incredible. We went. I remember going in and seeing like all the like the slices like lined up like all the different toppings and everything. I was like, "Whoa, this is like like my mind was like <laughs> like blown." Um, I think I got one that was like it was like sausage, like goat cheese, and like something else was on it. I have like a, a, a nice picture of me eating pizza and like drinking a beer on my first night in Italy. <laughs> um, I had that one, like the square one, but then also, um, in a small town like Prosione, they had like a, a pizzeria that had more of the, uh, were a neo, a Neapolitan style, like the the circle style pizza and the promoter yeah. took us out to that one. And that one was just, just as good too. Uh, so I, <clears throat> I love the Italian style pizza. It's incredible. Uh, as far as toppings, like I'm usually a big, like pepperoni sausage guy. Uh, I like green peppers. Um. Uh margarita pizza's like really good. I like that, like with just that's the basic tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, those are those are those that, that's that's always a, a go to. Um uh, there's not many things like I'm not a big like ham fan on pizza. Um most like random vegetables, like I'm just like nah, I'm good. Uh I will say I think banana peppers on pizza are underrated. I do like those as well. Um such so you banana been, peppers. <laughs> Banana peppers are really, really good. They're really, really good. I
3: have no idea what this is.
4: <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know this. They're like green peppers, kind of, but like yellow, I guess. uh And they sometimes it's are like sweet, pepper, and sometimes they're spicy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, it's like yeah, it. like, yeah, yeah. They're but sometimes they're yeah. sweet and sometimes they're spicy
2: i'll pull up the the a like, picture for you
4: yeah
3: yeah, banana yeah but like yeah <laughs> but we have it like we have like red peppers we have green peppers we have yellow peppers here but like I, this is the first time i'm hearing about banana pepper and i, see the I yeah i get it but like because i i really i really dislike bananas they're not my thing i tried so much to make this happen because like working out bananas are really good for you and i tried really hard I can't. It's so gross. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: And banana, uh, bananas are so good.
3: I know. I tried. So I seriously tried. I love the way they smell. By the way, because it's it's really. But like, I can't. This is so not my thing. I cannot. Uh, but like, most recently, I found a picture of a pizza with fucking strawberries on top, and this is oh, groundworks no. for no. some serious jail time. <laughs> no,
4: that's seriously.
3: Not, can't like, do that. I, I, I get the pineapple thing. Everyone has its, uh, has their taste. I'm fine with pineapple on pizza. Like a, a lot of Italians want to die when I hear about pineapple on pizza. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I draw the line at strawberries. OK, <laughs> yeah,
4: that's that's, that's, that's that dying. is
3: not happening. I, I'm going to flip out like that's a big no no for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Rob, are you still looking for a photo? There you go. Yeah,
2: I know. I know. You're muted, by the way, Rob. Well, I had I had to go look for banana pepper. So I, yeah, you know, yeah nice I had it. That's not like, banana you, yeah. banana pepper. Yeah. Nice of banana pepper. Yeah, I'm gonna blame it on the banana peppers. Um <laughs> okay. so Maggie and I, along with most of the wrestling world, um, are huge Kenny Omega fans and he mm-hmm. is somebody you've wrestled with against the young bucks. Mm-hmm. Um you've you've wrestled with like the obviously i just brought it up but you've wrestled the young bucks and kenny omega have you did you ever see like the way that their careers would just blow up compared to like when you first started wrestling those guys like did you just like did you see like superstardom for all three of them was that something like just that you think they always had or i'm just curious what you what you thought I'm uh, trying to phrase also, this the best way I can, but that's no, that kind I, of
4: yeah. That, like all three of those guys, especially like just growing up as like a fan of like wrestling and like uh, learning more about like New Japan and like learning more about like Ring of Honor and like the independent scene. Um, all three of those guys, like I was always like big fans of like when I was like younger. Uh, like I remember when I first saw the Bucks, they were still Generation Me and uh, and Impact, and I would see Kenny Omega uh, do like the Ring of Honor stuff and like I knew he's like in DVT and things like that. And I always thought like all three of those guys were absolutely like really really good. Uh, I remember the the Generation Me like Motor City Machine Guns from like uh one of the early like 2011. I want to say Impact pay per views where those, those those teams just really just got to go full force and just like have this like incredible like pay per view like uh like pay per view match. And I remember seeing that and it was like like holy crap like these dudes are like awesome like they're like. They're, like, really, really good. And then when they left Impact and came back to Ring of Honor, uh, I was still a student at the time. So getting to see the Bucks like, kind of that evolution from just, like, hey, we're just, like, kind of, like, these two dudes, like, Generation Me, to, like, figuring out, like, who they are and, like, really figuring out that, like, persona and, like, joining that and going to, like, the Bullet Club and becoming, like, these, like, mega stars. It was really cool to see. And those guys are always, like, super awesome to be around in the Ring of Honor and super, super easy to work with and super fun to wrestle in the ring. Um, And Kenny, the same thing, like, uh he wasn't in Ring of Honor at the time when I first started so I didn't like meet Kenny until like years later after he was already kind of like a megastar in New Japan Ring of Honor brought oh, okay. him back over um, but like yeah like all, all three of those guys were always super fun to wrestle Uh super super easy matches where it's just like they're just like so good at like literally like everything it's like they have such control over like the pace of the match like the flow of the match Um and it's just like it just makes it so easy it's like being on the other side of the ring to like work with that and like play off of them and like their personality so um yeah just like as growing up as a fan So I guess your question like i don't know if like i i might as a fan i didn't like have that kind of mindset of, like oh i see like this feature for like people but like yeah. i grew up like just a fan of like all three of those guys and like sure it, it was really cool to get to share a ring with them when i uh you know progressed in the professional wrestling
2: very cool okay so there's
3: here's a question I, I really want it, uh, an answer to. So imagine you're a, a wrestler who's about to retire. Mm. Who do you pick? Who? Uh, which wrestler do you pick? Who to retire you? Like who's the Ooh. last man? Who do you pass the torch to? Oh
4: uh, man! It, it, if I if it was like a passing the torch style match, uh, it would definitely be one of my students. Uh, one of your students, uh, I suppose. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure who yet. I guess it would depend on like who's, like, where, like, what company. Who's grew like, up, right? That. But <laughs> it would definitely, yeah, it would definitely be, like, one of my students. Uh, I, w- I would love to, like, p- like you know, have the opportunity to, like, pass the torch to, like, one of my students to, like, my final match, or, like, um, really kind of uh, get, like, help them, like, get to, like, that next level where it's, like, oh, they, like, you know, have that final match and have that special moment, like, uh, together.
3: Well, it's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> No, because, because like uh, the, the the easy thing to say would be you know one of the, the the big names in wrestling right now, which is you know uh, heading to uh, even bigger things. But like picking one of your students is like actually yeah. the right uh, the right answer here. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is great. Uh, one of one of the things. Uh, one of the questions I always ask people on our show is if there is a documentary made about you because obviously you're a wrestler uh which which actor would you pick to play you
4: <laughs> I, so I i uh i saw this question pop up on like my facebook like my facebook memories like recently where i don't know what the context was but like it was like during, oh it was during like covid i was like just posting like stupid stuff and like
3: like always. I, I
4: yeah, yeah. And like, I think as like, you're know, on Twitter or like Facebook, I supposed to something like, what actor would like play me in the movie? And I think the answer was, uh, oh, oh, I said Idris Elba, was, <laughs> which is like the most, like the least, like cheeseburger actor, like in history, like ever, but, like Hammond, like Denzel. Uh, like, but I think I said Idris Elba, because I think that would just be hilarious to see him try portraying like portray like, <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> Uh, so that—that's my answer. Idris Elba would play me in the cheeseburger movie. So,
2: that would be awesome.
4: That If there's a headline from this interview, that's yeah. it. Idris Elba.
2: Okay, I can make that work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can make. I can. We're fightful. We can make that work.
4: <laughs> no, no, no headlines to get me in trouble. Just that one. No, yeah, <laughs> well, no, we can
2: do that. If... Idris
4: Elba has cheeseburger. <laughs> we, we,
2: we have other ways to get in trouble, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, we can do that. I'd, yeah and you never know um one thing that like I really like to ask wrestlers because I grew up being a huge Owen Hart fan and something that he always did that he enjoyed was always trying to get people to laugh in the ring and when they're not supposed to is there a wrestler that would just crack you up like even if they weren't like trying to like in the ring just under just just somebody you like either loved wrestling that would just just anything really i'm just kind of curious like anybody that just just makes you laugh like anything like that i'm just kind of curious if there's somebody like that for you
4: yeah, i have an answer for that um a guy named uh, jeff cannonball i'm not sure how familiar you guys are with uh with jeff uh he's uh for people listening not familiar with jeff he's uh, a a new, Jer- uh, new jersey uh wrestler he's been around the scene like uh many many years uh does like a lot of like death matches and uh but does like regular matches as well um I, I, every time I see Jeff Cannonball, um, I, I've told Jeff this multiple times. I say, Jeff, like, I hate, I absolutely hate wrestling you because he makes me laugh. Like every time we're in the ring, like he just like yells like random stuff. Uh, and just like, I can't keep a straight face. Like we've been like tag partners and we've been like, uh, on the opposite teams. And he just like, just screams stuff. And it just makes me like, it cracks it up. Uh, I remember the first time I wrestled him, we did a tag match. It was, uh, me and Dasher Hatfield versus Jeff Cannibal and Missile Assault Man, uh, this like uh, show called like uh, LVAC, and like we did, uh, Dasher would, like had like a baseball gimmick, um, and Jeff Jeff Cannibal comes out, he has like a t-shirt on, he's like he's like wait wait wait, he was like wait. Everybody, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge baseball fan. I love baseball. I absolutely just screw at top of it. talking. like, I love baseball. And he takes off his shirt. He has a Toronto Raptors jersey on. He's like, I love that. I just, like, <laughs> and he didn't, like, tell, like, any of us he was going to do that. So he pulled out. He has a Toronto Raptors jersey. And I just, like, I'm on the apron. Just, like, try my best to hold it in. I'm like, dude, what's going on? All right. So, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah I here I can never do that. Like if I like not laughing is the most hard thing for me to do. If yeah. something's funny, I will ball my eyes out, yeah. Okay.
4: Oh man. Much 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 uh, much love and a huge shout out to Jeff Cannonball. Cause Jeff Jeff is awesome. He's he's so hilarious and like he is such a great dude. He he literally every time we wrestle he cracks me up and he's I I love watching him. Nice.
3: there you go uh cb i'm i'm just so incredibly happy that you joined us for this interview i i I didn't know if you could ever say yes because like i didn't wanna you know uh ask you uh Mm. just yet yeah because like you you were pretty busy with travel and everything so i'm i'm so incredibly happy that you said yes thank you so much for the time you gave us we will do this again but please Plug your shit and everything that you have going on right now.
4: Um, yeah, you can follow me on social media. Uh, I lost my verification, but it is me uh, at bastards. Cheese <laughs> at Cheeseburger Roh on Twitter and uh, at World Famous TV on Instagram. Uh, you can follow my adventures uh, there. Uh, also, check out like follow my wrestling school uh, at Worldwide uh, at the Worldwide Dojo on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, the Worldwide Wrestling Dojo. We post like weekly uh, matches from like our Student shows, and we've up to we're up to like uh, I think like forty five something episodes of like yo matches uh, from uh, our students, and it's it's really cool content. We have some really good people there at the dojo, and if you want to train to be a professional wrestler, check out the Worldwide Wrestling Dojo. Hit us up and come watch a class, and if you're in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York area, come check us out.
2: Very cool, Maggie. Uh,
3: Guys, you can follow me on Twitter. Twitter at maggie underscore ik and on instagram at maggie.ik for a lot of pedro pascal stuff (laughs) i'm sorry
4: pedro pascal a lot yeah it's
3: yeah it's a it's a hashtag daily pedro because like people need to be you know delighted and you know (laughs) pedro needs to shine on people uh, I do get angry messages from women saying that, Hey, you're late. Where's Pedro? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that it was ever going to be a thing, but there you go. Uh, yes. And please uh, join us. Uh, on Fightful select, Subscribe to Fightful Select and thank you for joining
2: us. Guys, you can follow me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter. Otherwise I am on Instagram at Fightful Rob and just want to say thank you again for being a Fightful Select member and cheeseburger. Thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. You were awesome. And, uh, We can't wait to do this again sometime with you. So thank you, and everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you soon.
1: Absolutely. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.